Hi everyone, thanks again for tuning in to the Making of Dharmaland podcast. I'm your host and the co-producer of the Dharmaland album, Brian Chittister, and this episode is about track number two entitled New Anthem. In fact, the recording is actually just New Anthem part two. The first part from Abby's original lead sheet has yet to be recorded for release. A demo exists of both New Anthem Part 1 and 2 by my flute teacher Florencia Gonzalez and features some of the melodic bits that later appear in Scene 1 in Bualto. But Matias Unabek of Ixtehuele decided to leave those and leave Part 1 out of New Anthem in terms of his arrangement and recording of the song. So basically what we have is New Anthem Part 2, but we just decided to call it New Anthem. And the date of the original copyright is March 19th, 1963. That's around when Abby wrote it, and that, that is actually when the, the Library of Congress gave it its official copyright stamp. The melody was recycled in September 63 and transformed into the song Monterey, which was recorded by Abby and John Harris and Paul Horn and some others. And then in 64, Abby recycled the melody again for a song he wrote and recorded entitled Mayanette. Sometime between 64 and 65, it got recycled again melodically as an instrumental on the lead sheet only entitled Theme for Einstein. And then another lead sheet has the same title crossed out and replaced with the title the Universal Anthem, and then there's a third lead sheet from 1965 that has both titles crossed out and the new title Americana is written above it, which is very interesting. You know, it seems that Abby sort of always looked at this as being kind of anthemic or theme-like, and you wonder what he was trying to capture thematically with this song. So in 1976, he wrote a lead sheet where he attempted to write a new American national anthem. It was the year of the bicentennial, but it's it's actually quite a cool song. You know, I mean, it's it's a novelty song, and he did write quite a lot of those, as you'll hear me say throughout this podcast. But that one in particular sort of talked about the equality and peace and love that is sort of embedded in the American ethos, but needs to kind of be sussed out and work through in order to fulfill its its greater destiny. Uh, Manly P. Hall, uh, a Los Angeles occultist who may have influenced Abby at some point, wrote a book called The Secret Destiny of America, and also William Blake, the 18th, 19th century English romantic poet and artist, talked to, about America as being a golden world a world of possibility as opposed to his mythical landscape Albion, which was based on England, which he thought was already kind of lost. There is kind of a Blakeian element to Abby's music that I have long detected. He was somebody who created a personal mythology using a lot of archetypes, which he, Abby, forged in the fire of, you know, a working class medium like pop music. And this is not that unsimilar to what the uh, illustrator and artist Jack Kirby also did, American artist, who forged his kind of cosmic mythology, cosmic techno gods in the fire of the 
the medium of comic books. So there was this, this Blakeian element to several artists, and I think that you kind of feel it pretty strongly in Abi. The song New Anthem was arranged by Matthias of Ixtihuly, as I said earlier, as a, I, I think he arranged it as a sort of link track or a transitional piece because it was meant to fade out originally around the one minute and 20 second mark. But when I got the original recording, original mix back from Ixtihuly in fall of 2019, they'd left another minute of improv on the end of it and after listening to it over and over and over again which is kind of like my normal thing that I did once I got any of the mixes back I started to develop this idea to you know keep this kind of little improv at the end this little fade out that wasn't necessarily in in the sheet music but it there was some you know it was based in the melody and it was very it, I don't know there was something about it that gave me ideas and the, and the main one was to separate the two parts into daylight and nighttime so the first half of the song sort of with its oboe and viola it sort of shimmers like gold it's got this crisp sun-drenched beauty of California to it and and I love the crescendo and the way Matthias arranged the whole thing the glockenspiel it's just there's something really gorgeous about that first half and then the second half has this solitary feel to it. And maybe that's just because it was a more minimal improv that was meant to just be a fade out, but I liked it so much that I decided that I wanted to add a bamboo flute solo that could be kind of an ode to the sodium light which masquerades as moon in the night sky. So the idea was to hire a, a Native American flute virtuoso named Joanne Lazaro because then she could provide some bamboo flute sort of improv over this part of the track. And that would also give it sort of almost a conceptual presence of Abi, who played bamboo flute on Eden's Island and so many of his tracks after that. And so she doesn't use Abi's own handmade flute on the track as was used on some of the other tracks on the album, but she does play a bamboo flute and Unlike Henrik Magnuson of Ixtihule, who arranged half the album and who plays really good flute on the LP, but it's not his primary instrument, and he mostly plays it for arranged parts, not improv. We had to put some heavy echo on some of the flute parts because there were sort of half notes or full notes where he didn't hit the note that strongly, and so you kind of got it sort of got cut off into like a quarter note or a full note when it needed to be a half note. So we, in a few places, we had to kind of augment the recording so that it could fit with the arrangement. But in this case, he played piano on the improv second half of New Anthem, and he plays somewhat kind of Brubeck style, where there's lots of steps kind of going up and down and, you know, within the octave and whatnot. But he plays it very minimally, without panic, kind of, you know, methodical and lots of space and a good groove. And it gives the feeling of almost kind of not being there. And so I, I really like this idea that Joanne and her bamboo flute acting as Abby could kind of give this presence of sitting beneath the moon, sitting cross-legged, holding the flute up to the wind and letting nature play its song or 
you know, playing this sort of ode to the night sky. It, it really created this kind of intimate moment. And I, I love the way that the anthemic, very crisp, beautiful arrangement of the first half goes in a completely kind of subverted direction in the second half. And so that was one of the things that I think worked really well with the overall concept of the album in terms of space, in terms of bringing Abi in conceptually as opposed to just copying something that he did. And so there were some happy accidents with this one as well as you know, a beautifully arranged part by Matthias. But I think overall the track, it really works in that I don't know of anything else quite like it. I don't know of anything else in popular music or any kind of music where it has this sort of distinctive daytime, nighttime feel. And also that really reminds me of like the two sides of alchemy, the, the masculine and feminine or the, the sun and the moon. So there was a lot to this short track that I felt was very meaningful to kind of bringing you into the world of Dharmalan. And it almost becomes like after you've drank the water in King and Queen of Water and, you know, experienced this new state of mind, now an anthem gets created and ushers you into the larger landscape, which I think the next song really kind of broadens out the scope quite a lot. So we'll get to that in the next episode. Hope you stay with us. The next episode will be about the track Mana. Thanks for tuning in.